It's Dyer with Northwest Nerd. Are you surprised to hear my voice right now? Just a little bit. It's it's been a minute. Yeah, sorry to leave you. Sorry to leave you there hanging for a little while, but we'll explain a little bit on that later. I should probably get to the actual intro of the show, which is standing at the crossroads of fandom. This is Northwest Nerd Podcast, bringing you news, entertainment, and the stories that make us nerds. You know me, I'm pop culture journalist Dyer Oxley, and with me is associate producer, and what I like to say is ensign on this Starship Nerd, Brandon Haddix. Hi, Brandon. (gasps) Dyer, I've been holding my (laughs) breath ever since the last episode. Oh my gosh. Uh, (laughs) Don't uh, do that. I'll try not to, but I was just like, I'm... Oh, Though these days, so it's probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> hey, a quick Too reminder. Uh, you can uh, listen to Northwest Nerd from anywhere. And though we are from the Northwest, one of the geekiest places in the world, might I uh, say, uh, this podcast is really for everyone. So if you want to, subscribe so you can stay up to date on what's going on and never miss an episode and... What's going on, Dyer, dude? I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> and, I mean, technically you still haven't seen me. I know. You're at your yeah. place. I'm at my place. Uh, you are at your new apartment in, uh, is it okay if I say Renton? The, oh, yeah. One of the nerdiest cities in all of western Washington, I, if not Washington. I'm very jealous. I, I heard that there was uh, there were dragons out here, and I was like, that's where I want to be, At least man. three. Yeah, it is true. There's three of them. Aside from all of that, we should probably tell folks why we're back, why we're, uh, why we're, we suddenly just popped up into their podcast feed again, and uh, what we plan to talk about in this show. Coming up, we're just going to give you a little bit of update about where we've been, what we are up to. Then we're also going to look ahead, and uh, when I say that, uh, let's just say that there are some changes coming to this podcast down the road. Yes. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. But uh, in in these changes that uh, we're looking to make might be a little bit of a request of you. I'll give you a little bit more details on that coming up. And then finally, we'll just kind of give you a little update on, you know, there has been a lot of pop culture to watch these days. There's probably been a lot of pop culture to consume that you never even knew existed. That was made in the 60s and 70s and 80s. Or if you're me, you watched all of the Highlander episodes from the 1990s really early on in this pandemic, and that just kind of left everything open. You won't believe what I've been digging into ever since I, then. I'm excited to hear about it. Okay, enough chit-chat onto that. Let's just really get into it. Let's dive into what's been going on. Brandon. Yes, sir. You know what I noticed listening to the last season of Northwest Nerd? Is I say your name a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I love yes, you like, Brandon. Brandon, well, do you know what I mean, a numismatist we... is, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I don't know what it is. I, I really like saying it. That's why we got the Ensign thing going on now. It's because right. of that. Ensign. That's how that started. I didn't do that with Nick. I wasn't like, Nick, Nick, do you know what I think, Nick? Um... Shout out to our North Texas nerd over there, Nick. That's I don't know. I don't know why I do that, but Brandon. Yes, sir. When we left Northwest Nerd, 
the last season, we kind of concluded. We did our uh, special feature on the Lilac City Comic Con. Go check that out. Uh, I think what we were in spring in the Northwest, the the numbers, the case numbers for this pandemic were really getting up there. You know, it was before mm-hmm. after we left, they kind of went down a little bit, and now everybody, I guess, got a little spoiled. So now we're just worse than ever. Um, point point being is, you know, we kind of left with this pandemic was kind of getting the ball rolling. What have you been up to uh, since we kind of signed off? Okay, so last time that we spoke on the podcast, I believe I had just made an announcement that my wife was pregnant. Uh, Mm. And we are now on week 27, I think, of our pregnancy, which has been... Is that how you measure pregnancies in weeks? Yeah, you do it by weeks, man. I'm so... It's so weird to me. I thought it was just a month thing. No, nope. That's the birth part. You go from you go from weeks, you graduate to months, and then after the year mark, then you you graduate to to years. Huh. So, um, and then once the baby's I, born, you just consider them in months until they're like five, because yeah, like every exactly. parent I know is like, how 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 old is, is oh, your little one? There, oh, he's he's about thirty seven months. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. So you can say two, yeah. I I totally get that. There's been so many times that I've had that happen. We refuse to go there. We refuse. Um, (laughs) We'll we'll do it until he's one. And then after one, uh, oh, by the way, I'm having a boy. So that's been the the main update is that we are having a boy. Um, We are very excited to bring another nerd into the world. Um, It's been not ideal that we do this during um, COVID. That wasn't the plan. (laughs) Right. Well, that was the first thought I had when you just kind of said that. I don't know why it didn't occur to me, but like pregnancy is a risk group, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's been it's been really weird. Um, Kind of we when we first started out, we I couldn't go to doctor's appointments. And so it was this weird kind of interesting experience of becoming a father but not feeling like i am becoming a father because i can't go to the doctor appointments that my wife is going to so i don't really feel like i'm participating and at all so other than that what else have been up to i've been home it's been interesting working from home uh beyond that nothing dude we've done nothing we can't go anywhere so so you are you are unlike me in that you i get the impression are a very social person you're you like to chat with folks you have a have a extroverted approach to Uh to social life i am the opposite Mm -hmm. i have difficulty talking to people in public slash looking normal in public that's why uh, you chose podcasting, though. Exactly. Right? You don't have to look at me. <laughs> I I got to say, I am also working from home. It's an interesting transition. I probably like it a little more, a lot more than I should. When this all started, I got a new apartment. I was basically setting up a new home base for all this. Mm-hmm. And it. I really do like working from home. I, I happen to work in a a a department i should say if, if folks are kind of new to this i don't know why you're listening to the update on a and you're new to this but like 
I work in media. I, I work, I've worked in newspapers, radio, a little bit in TV, and now I'm back in radio. But my specific job, like I could do that very well from home. And they've definitely leaned into that in that even out of like my entire team, I'm very much the nuts and bolts pulling levers and stuff all from home. And uh, it's been actually kind of nice. So do you, here's a good question for you. Um, do you think that when things kind of become a little more normal yeah will it be different for you and your job at all or will you be going back what will that be like so no there's nothing official for where i work but there was some talk between me and some coworkers been like you know out of almost the entire office we could probably keep doing this forever like sure. there's probably no need to my manager holds meetings in her garden she's like planting mm pumpkins and or something i imagine is she literally is she literally planting yes. while you are hanging yeah. that's wonderful in the meetings she's taking walks around her around her neighborhood what's going to be interesting though is that this kind of dynamic is going to be a little bit more than norm moving out of this the pandemic has forced a shift in mm -hmm. our work life and i'll give you a perfect example of that king county department of natural resources and parks they have told at least 800 people, more probably coming on the way, they are permanently out of the office. They are now permanent work from home, even when the pandemic's over. They are work from home. It, that, that is such a significant hit for the Pioneer Square area in Seattle. Uh, there are businesses that just aren't going to come back because that was their business, these, these, sure. these state and, and county employees. And that's just kind of the start. So I have a feeling that everybody – I'll tell you right now, everybody in newsrooms that I've been talking to is kind of mm -hmm. watching this cultural shift because once the infrastructure gets laid out around these urban areas that people could probably work from home, think about that. Like, do you need to live in Seattle if you can do your job from home? You might want to. A lot of these tech companies have been trying to, like, sell Seattle to people to bring them in. Like, come work in Seattle. It's really great here. But if you could not have the crazy rents that we have in this city, mm -hmm. if you could not have to commute in and spend all that time, because I'll tell you right now, my commute right now is about 30 seconds from my bed to the table, and I crawl that distance. It is the same for me, and right. I do also crawl that distance. <laughs> I would be very interested in watching over the next couple years – where people's living situations are and work situations are. So mm. if you don't have to be bound to where the economic engine is and the Seattle area uh, and a few other spots is, is very much an economic engine for this region, who knows? There might be people moving out to the Olympic Peninsula. They might be moving down south. I, I mean, Tacoma. I mean, there are places where people are probably going to start residing and just piping themselves into work. Mm. Very interesting yeah. to watch. That was a little bit of a, a rabbit hole t to go down. Well, and then going on the, the opposite side of the spectrum a little bit, I am a e very much extroverted guy who likes hanging out with people physically. And so outside of work, it's been kind of, I wouldn't say as hard as I thought it would be, but definitely a, a challenge. It's not easy. I think that the things that I look forward to most now a lot of hanging out with friends on discord, even with like um, our, our DM, Michael, who, who I'm good friends with, we spent a lot of time with. And normally we'd be able to go out and go get a beer somewhere at a, at a local brewery or something like that. 
our time now spent together is every once in a while we'll hop online and play video games together because we're both trying to be safe. Um, and yeah, I let me put it this way: the toughest part for me has not been. Yeah, I'm just okay. So I'm gonna get real with you a little bit. Okay. The toughest part for me, it has not been the social stuff. I live with Nina. She's essentially kind of like an office mate slash roommate, and and we actually we're pretty great together. The toughest part is I work in in the news field, and right now is probably one of the toughest times that I've ever worked. And sure, I. My mix, I used to be full-time reporter. Now I'm kind of like half-time reporter and half-time kind of, like I said, pulling levers and nuts and bolts stuff to kind of keep websites running for a lot of journalists. And it is it is an extremely stressful time to watch. I didn't realize it, but Nina told me once that she kind of noticed I was, was a little bit of a different person at the end of the week. And yeah, that uh, that it was just, I could tell that things were like, starting to wear on me a little bit um looking at case numbers and death numbers every day and sure. just like listening to a new medical expert every day like all this stuff is just kind of like swirling around me all the time and that was just when the pandemic began in case folks have not been as tuned in we're also in like kind of one of the largest kind of civil rights protest eras of of the modern age I you know, at least are, since the 1960s. I think most people have noticed. I think this is a huge turning point and discussion point for us. Right. And so if you if you haven't seen them yet, there's there's a few articles or some NPR little reports on it just of kind of the wear on journalists right now. And that before all this began, we were underfunded. We were, were underpaid, that's for sure. And we're overworked. When I came into newspapers, I was doing four people's jobs, whereas the generation before me was doing reporter. In moving, it hasn't gotten any better since then, moving into radio and TV. So mm -hmm. doing all that and all of this stuff now just kind of like really hitting us, it, it really kind of drives home the point that you really do need to invest in good, genuine, ethical news sources and not rely on your social media or anything sure. like that um or just anything that's free because you know sometimes you get what you pay for yeah these news events right now would be a lot better covered if we actually had the resources and people to do it yeah. um i digress that's a little bit just for me but all that is to say that i have really been exhausted and just had I've just been exhausted this whole I, time. Yeah. And I and I don't envy you in in that. For Kira right now, the only way that she feels like she can kind of keep connected to the outside world is watching the news and so she is right eating a ton of it, like way more than she normally would. And for those who are doing good journalistic reporting, we appreciate you. I appreciate you, Dyer. Um it's just, but it's just like, you kind of feel the weight this year. Like they're all at the same time. Right. Um, so it's it, weight. It's weighty. It's very, I am. That's a really good way. I like the word weight. If I'm, if I'm being totally honest, I'm not trying to like cry me a river type stuff. I don't really do well speaking about that when it comes to myself, but I'm going to be honest. I am, I'm just one 
person working in news out there, and I got to tell you, I am so super lucky in my position. I get to work from home. The place that I work at has people that are out in the field right now mm-hmm. who have to get regular COVID tests. We just had to put out a bulletproof vest for some of our um, reporters out there. I'm not even nowhere near them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I'm over here with not as much room to complain. And w- there's a bunch of folks out there beyond my news organization that are just really hitting it right now. And that is all to say, it kind of brings it back to one of the points that I wanted to talk about is where's Northwest Nerd been? Because we do this in seasons, and I'm grateful right now at this moment in time that we do this in seasons because we're normally off during this time. But usually I have stuff like the cuts or some special episodes or some stuff to kind of keep in touch with folks. And, you know, I got to apologize to the folks who listen to Northwest Nerd because I haven't been there. I've been elsewhere. I've been doing something else during this time. And I get it, that's where my energy has been going. I barely have enough energy to watch Duncan McLeod lop people's heads <laughs> off. Like that's. Um, but yeah, but you're not alone in that. I mean, I feel really blessed in that I still have uh, that that I'm still working right now. Right, and that we're even still working I feel, right now. I ha- I feel blessed that I am. Um, at the same time, um, it's it's been kind of crazy and i feel like the the show has been put on just the shelf because of that and and it's hard because i know for a lot of people this is something that they look forward to we're here (laughs) we didn't forget we're gonna change that i kind of kind of wanted to explain and apologize to folks about where we've been actually i think that's what we should probably talk about next in this next segment you ready for that sure let's jump in All right, so that that is where we've been. And I'm sorry that we went a little bit stress and, and, and dark there, but hopefully that, that is just some catharsis for everybody. We're just going to let the cry out, right? Mm-hmm. Just get it out. But now we're going to look ahead, okay? Okay. So Northwest Nerd uh, has basically been seasons ever since we began, and that was intentional. Initially, when I wanted to do this, I wanted to do it all year round because how hard could it be just to make feature stories all the time, every week, all by myself, and not that hard, right? So it turns out I was way wrong. So basically what we're going to be doing is keeping the same format looking forward, but a few things are going to be different. And I think the first thing that's really going to be different for a lot of folks is our season schedule is going to change. And I think you need to be aware of this if you listen regularly to Northwest Nerd because usually when this podcast comes back online, it's in the fall. And I initially designed this to kind of mimic TV seasons. Certainly. We're going to push that up. And so when you normally expect Northwest Nerd to come back in the fall, we're going to be moving that into winter in that we're going to probably start at the year um, sometime in 2021, January, February. And here's the reason for that. Northwest Nerd and nerd culture, especially in the Northwest, revolves around what I like to call the geek economy, and the geek economy heavily is rooted in a lot of conventions and pop culture events. Um, we can start off with Emerald City Comic Con and PAX, and uh, I don't know uh, King Con, 
SummerCon, SakuraCon, SakuraCon, Lilac, RadCon. Like there's there's so many uh, Nerd Fair. I mean, there's just so many that are out there. Uh, and the con season kind of goes on an annual schedule. And I, you know, I'm sorry if this is businessy and nuts and bolts, but I've always been very, very like open with with the listeners about where I'm at with this and. I want to grow Northwest Nerd. I want this to be more of like a, a thing for people. I want, uh, you know, get, get our audience out there and, and have people really, you know, really get in touch with this on a personal level. And I think that that will help us grow is getting this season more in line with where people's attitudes are in this geek economy. So we'll be like more in the flow. Now, having said that, we are maintaining some special episodes. Halloween and Festivus, everybody knows we do that every year. That's mm-hmm. obviously going to be off-season stuff. And then we'll always have special interviews. So we're coming back in 2021. We're not totally going to be silent. Your podcast feed is still going to ping you with some new stuff, and you can look forward to that. Now, with all of that going on, this is this is the thing that I really wanted to throw out there for the listeners. My, my bat symbol for nerd. I'm putting <laughs> I'm putting that out right now. But but it's it's specifically a signal for nerd storytellers. And Brandon when when you came in on this, uh I was bringing you in because I knew you had some chops for the feature storytelling that I do because we worked at a radio station together. You have a mm-hmm. little bit of that background and you have a little bit of that training in journalism. I'm putting this out there to our our listeners. If you like what we do at Northwest Nerd and you'd like to do a little bit of that yourself and you feel that there are stories around here that we're not covering, I'd like to hear from you. So if there's someone who feels that, hey, I can do an audio story, you know, even if you need a little guidance in it or some tips or whatever, and you'd like to put it on Northwest Nerd, I'm open to talking with you. What, I, what I'm hoping to do with this, by bringing in more people to tell feature stories, is one, we can be a little bit more consistent with it, and two... One of the goals of this podcast has always been to bring in a range of voices, and I think we can do better. And I think that by doing this, we can bring in voices and perspectives that we don't normally hear from, that we don't normally have on the podcast, because it's always me and now you, Brandon, just producing some feature stories. Now, I'm going to give you an example. There is a Harry Potter Quidditch, like, uh, league out there they play on college campuses that's a really great story I would love to hear more about that I am not a Harry Potter nerd I know a lot of people just gasped yeah I, I, like it's just not my nerd niche and that's okay but maybe somebody who is who is more geared towards that can do a much better job with that I am not also a big gamer maybe someone out there who is a little bit more tuned into the gaming scene will have a little bit better of a story to tell And I say this in my mind, I kind of think about a lot of college students right now that are working in media and looking towards media. When I was in college working at the Vanguard down in Portland, I really needed experience. And it was one of the best advice I got from any of my mentors is that get experience because that's what's really going to push you out there when you want to do something with this later on. And in life, there is a little bit of a taint on the whole work for experience thing and i get that but when you're in college like this is you really need this yeah how i met dyer to even do this podcast to begin with is i did an internship at a media station that he was working at so 
well, there you go. A perfect yeah, example. You, <laughs> you know, I was told when I was in school at University of Washington to go get experience and you make connections too. A thing that you should and really I wish all college students would have. But Just throwing that out there, if you are interested and this is something that you would like to look into or at least talk more about, you have some stories you like to hear, um, maybe you can tell those stories. And so reach out to us. Again, you could, you could find us on the website. Finally... Looking ahead, Brandon, I said yes. your name again. Um, <laughs> there's another thing that we're going to kick off here, uh, and we probably shouldn't say it because we're not quite sure how we're going to do it, but we're going to say it anyway, and hopefully not shoot ourselves in the foot. Brandon, would you like to tell everybody about yeah. this next leg of Northwest Nerd? There's been people that have mentioned to us that they would all, I've heard a couple people say that they wish we would do some live streaming stuff. And so right. because there are people that reached out and said that we're trying to figure out what that's going to look like. I, I don't know if you, we've, we've thrown some ideas back and forth, but we're trying to figure that yeah. out. I don't know how much you want to say, or if you have no, well, to... I'll just, I'll just put it this way. One, if there's anything that you would like to see us be doing as a live streaming format, let us know. The thing about sure. it is, is that's been brought up to us before is like, Hey, you should live stream. But the thing with me has always been, we started out as a podcast and I didn't want to put any energy towards anything that would that would diminish quality and so i don't know if people just want to see us chit chatting in front of mics you yeah, know like don't. between two ferns style or something like that <laughs> what we're gonna have to do is is make it a little bit uh we're gonna have to throw some nice spice in there you know and sure. see if there's something we can do to make it worthwhile watching if you have some ideas reach out and let us know sure you know we can't all be uh joel the geek and just be kind of entertaining to watch in in general if you want to have some suggestions on how we should do that we'd love to hear them so yeah reach out and let us know it's sure. a tall order but uh brandon i'm putting you in charge of it so good luck with that okay cool um, thanks yeah no pressure this is the first time i've heard about it but that's fine i'm just <laughs> that that is a lot of boring nuts and bolts that is a lot of what we are looking to do. We're looking forward, love to grow the podcast, and this is where we're looking to do that. But we're going to bring a little bit of classic chit-chat Northwest Nerd back for our final segment. We're just going to kind of check in on what the heck we've been doing, reading, and watching. I, I hope you've been doing something, Brandon, or else you're going to have nothing to talk about. So let's get into that right now. I, I have two questions to kind of to, to round out this podcast. Is this is what Nick and I used to do when we check in with people? We'd say, "Hey, what have you been watching and reading, or playing, or what, you know, what have you been doing?" And we, we kind of like, you know, we kind of throw some stuff back and forth. And sure. uh, I've definitely been trying to keep my uh, mind active in in uh, in a few ways. Uh, but I, I I'd like to I like to ask you what you've been up to, but also. What are you looking forward to? Because it's a little bit unique right now with the landscape of media. I mean, there are things that were supposed to go to movie theaters that are now coming out streaming right away. So what, what have you been what have you been actually up to these days? Sure. So let's dive into it. So here's what I've been watching because I got a lot of time and a Netflix account. <laughs> um, so I finally, um, for those who like horror things, uh, I finally watched 
the haunting of hill house the first time and i loved it have you seen that i i i have seen it now here's here's the thing that i regret and this is a little embarrassing it took me till you've already watched all of it by the way right Mm -hmm. okay it took me till i think like this the episode before last before i finally realized there was all these ghosts in the background Oh, you, oh, yeah. And I had to go back um, and start spotting them. And once I picked up on that, I was like, oh, my gosh. uh, Like, they put them out in the open, but they're not in your main view, if that makes sense. So, yeah. So, basically, as you kind of go through episodes, there will be times. um, The first, there was one that was very distinct that I noticed. um, And and I don't want to spoil anything. um, But it was literally, um, there was this woman who is standing behind a doorway. And half of her is covered. And the, the yeah. children in the show are walking towards it and i looked up and i saw that and i go what is that and i like paused the episode and like we have a projector at our in our home so the whole wall behind <laughs> me is a is a, our tv screen right I, and then i had to go through and then i started noticing them more and it's insane how many of them are in there they're um, everywhere it, yeah i'm i'm just i'm so upset because now i'm two years late it was made in 2018 Dude, surprisingly okay th- that's okay uh, let, me, let me tell you something that i i've been i've been doing i i've been reading yeah. some stuff so correct folks who listen to the podcast are aware that i don't really do like issue by issue comics anymore i wait till the comics have been out for quite a while and they put them all into compendium and i actually just i read them and so i have not read any of the brian michael bendis superman comics oh, okay. that have come out i am two years behind on that i've gotten on a superman kick I have been really in a Superman mindset lately, and I think that's that's for a couple reasons. Um, aside from Perry Mason, which which I've been watching on HBO, which is great. Yeah. But I need some positivity, right? Sure. I, I, I need some sort of, like, hope. And I can throw on Star Trek. I got that. You know, Star Trek is like my blanket. I got that. Picard is not going to do me wrong. But Superman is another one I can do that with. And Superman always gets a bad rap, um he's never really been done right in in a lot of like film but so i've been going through a lot of the superman uh books that i've got uh i went through superman smashes the clan again um i've been watching some of the animated stuff i'm reading all-star superman right now and i have brian michael bendis that i'm i'm going to be going through and i've been going through even some old like in the background uh like i threw on a couple lois and clark at one point i don't know if you ever watched that show oh i haven't but it sounds it's not even uh it's not a guilty pleasure it's just kind of guilty um but also if you have a chance to watch this give this it's it's interesting do you know when superman was first on film animated wise or like live live action live action um i don't it's got to be the 50s or 60s right 1948 really wow so here's the thing it this is before the show came out the, the show that kind of made it famous that everybody knows with uh, george reed right mm-hmm. so in 1948 it was another actor he actually pulls it off pretty well but back in the day they used to do these uh like serial features in movie theaters and these weren't full movies Movie theaters back in the day didn't always show full movies. You can kind of go to matinees yeah. and see a kind of a collection of stuff. See the news, see a cartoon really quick. See right. A bunch of stuff. It was just kind of stuff thrown at you. These were little 16-minute Superman things that ended up being really, really popular. And I found them online, and you can kind of watch them back after back. And they were all cliffhangers. So you would come to the movie theater the next week and make sure you caught, you know, how did Superman get out of this one type thing. 
long story short, Superman, I think, is another kind of hopeful figure. And I think during this time, going to hopeful media is a benefit to all of it. I think it's, I think it's something that we all need. Sure. You know, and so I would encourage people to to look more towards this stuff. If if it's Star Trek for you, great, like it is for me, or, or Superman. If it's if it's if it's someone else for you, uh, Captain Marvel. You know, I could definitely see something like that, or even like Captain America. You know, like if the, these characters. I'm going comic book, but like if there's these characters that are out there that kind of show the best of us, and we and that best of us is out there, and we can still mm-hmm. get it. And uh, so that's where I've been trying to put my my mind. Um, I like that. That's good. Where have you been putting your mind? My wife and I have just watched uh, Unsolved Mysteries um, that came out. Yes, we did too. Oh my gosh. So for those of us do, who don't know what Unsolved Mysteries is, it was a show during the, the uh, 80s through like the early 2000s that basically was hosted by this gentleman named Robert Stack who covered unsolved mysteries and we'd spend an hour each episode breaking down like four or five different mysteries but they'd be things that would go from like you know unsolved murders to aliens to supernatural stuff it would cover like everything Um, smith was a night chef with an appetite for steak (laughs) and more that's exactly how he sounded too next Um, up we've got a story of how bigfoot met (sighs) aliens or did he? That's a very bad impression, but that's essentially well, kind of the way it he, was. He had this iconic voice, and he'd just be standing in like the, this dark alley, and he'd come out in a trench coat and like, right? Let's talk about unsolved mysteries, and he'd like get into it. And um, but basically, what what happened is is that Netflix decided to relaunch the series. Mm-hmm. Um, Ro- unfortunately, Robert Stack has passed away since then, right. so they decided that they were not going to have a host. And that was uh, and so decided, smart of them to do because if they are going to kick it off, you can't smart. redo Robert Stack. Yeah, you cannot replace him. So don't try. Just yeah. do something a little bit different. Um, and he, um. And the show now does, instead of multiple different episodes, like multiple different topics in one episode, they dedicate 45 minutes to one story, um, which has been really cool because they are uh, really deep dive a lot of stories. If you haven't seen this, take a look at it. Mm -hmm. The first episode was like, had me and Kira thinking for like the next two days on how the heck that played out um i don't want to give anything away so i just want you to go watch it and i got, i gotta say though my one critique though is one of the episodes i'm, I'm watching it and i'm like i don't i don't think this is really unsolved i'm, I'm pretty sure you must be talking about episode two I'm pretty sure they killed them yeah <laughs> we're pretty anyway, sure yeah so yeah. anyway uh no i agree with you i would fully endorse that as well one more thing that um that me and kira also did um we had our wedding anniversary about a couple weeks ago and we decided to splurge and we bought a oculus quest a wireless vr headset this thing has kind of been a saving grace for me during the pandemic can you use that when you're like virtual with people and you can just like yeah yeah i mean i could yeah well the cool thing is is that i can go i can like pull up youtube because they have a whole another youtube just for vr stuff and i can pull that up and i and can say like i want to walk downtown seattle just to remember what it looked like Mm -hmm. and i can just pull it up where people have walked downtown with a vr camera 
and just like walk through and i'm like oh my gosh i remember what the market used to look like because i haven't left the house and i also remember what this looks to look like it's weird it's weird to do that but it's been kind of a saving grace um it's been keeping me physical i downloaded um a video game called beat saber it's very it's a game that most people that have done vr know pretty well it's a it's a game that's kind of like ddr meets drumming it's it's pretty cool like that yeah um it's been keeping me very physical i burn like i i wear my 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 watch um to kind of track my my caloric intake and other things like that i burn about 800 calories when i play that game oh nice flowers so nice. it's like it's pretty great um and also it's kind of been also getting me out of the i'm in my apartment headspace so that's been what has been helpful to me um it's if you can get one especially now that's i would do it they're pretty expensive so i totally understand if that is something that uh not everybody could do um if you can get one i recommend the quest because it's wireless and they seem to be updating that thing pretty often and so i've did a lot of research before i bought one because i wanted to buy a decent one and i've been happy so far man it's been pretty cool what is also really cool remember my bad transitions yes yeah i'm glad they're back i missed them what is also really cool all right, this is going to be a little bit of a long story, but it's another thing that it, it, I would like to hear other folks' thoughts on this. Nina and I are watching TV, and somehow the Karate Kid comes up. And so we get it in, in our minds that we're going to rewatch Karate Kid. It's been years. I'm talking about original Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, you know, Mr. Miyagi. And um, I got to say, we watched it, and it really holds up <laughs> it's kind of like we did this whole episode on uh stuff that you watch when you're a kid and then you you get older and you're like oh gosh that's not good you know kind of like i love watching uh breakfast at tiffany's but there's always this scene with her neighbor that is just not good at all you know and I, it just kind of ruins exactly. the experience yeah. and so like nina turned to me like right afterwards she's like you know what this really holds up. And I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, there's all this stuff in Karate Kid that never really hit me as a kid, but like kind of hit me. Like just like looking at it in, in a modern day sense, I would, I'd be interested in hearing other folks' thoughts about, about Cobra Kai and, and Karate Kid and all that. But I, I could not believe a little bit of the depth that was in Karate Kid. But then I actually watched it and I was like, oh, wow. Gosh, Mr. Miyagi must be a really depressed person <laughs> and really strong to not only go through everything that he did and then he had like this background. It was anyway, it was it was kind of fascinating to watch as an adult. And then like, yeah, Nina turned to me afterwards and was like, that really holds up. And I kind of like, yeah, it really kind of does. Even like today, yeah. we get a lot of films that don't get it right. Kind of felt karate kid. Yeah, it really kind of got it right. So they did um, their homework and they did their work on it. They they did their homework, but they they do they did kind of show stuff that was just kind of out there that I think uh, from an Asian American experience, at least you know looking on it from the outside, uh, I don't think I got those stories elsewhere, and mm-hmm. it was it was pretty interesting. Anyways, that's a lot of stuff that I've gone through, but honestly, it's a pandemic and I got a lot of time. So um, I, second question, <laughs> I. I wanted to ask what we are looking forward to. I have three things on my mind, uh, yep. but 
I'll, 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 you go first, Brandon. What, what exactly sure. are you looking forward to? One, I don't know if it's going to be a good look forward to. I am intrigued to see how Mulan, the live action film, comes Right. Out. Do you know how much streaming that is going to cost? So, you know? so like how much for a ticket? Kind of. Yeah. So you're going to be able to, to purchase uh, or rent the movie and um, stream it for a, a certain amount of time. I do not know how long you're going to be allowed to stream it. If it's However, the number I'm thinking of, you, you tell me because it's definitely more than a movie ticket. It's $30. Right. Okay, so it's about $30, and you have to subscribe to Disney Plus first, right? Yes, so $35, $36 or $45. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's why I think that is, and this is just me speculating. If you're going to watch that at home, you're probably going to watch it with more than one person. You might be watching it with your family, especially if you've got kids. Mm-hmm. And if you would have went to the movie theater, you would have been, you know, paying for their ticket, their ticket, their ticket, and your ticket. And yeah. so I feel like that's their way of mitigating that loss. And that's really what they're doing right now when they're when they're doing this. They're trying to mitigate that loss. Um, however, like if we're like in in my apartment here, we're it's two of us. We're probably gonna pay that thirty bucks to watch Mulan. Yeah, I'm getting a head nod right now from Nina. Yeah. We're gonna pay thirty bucks to watch that on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, are you? I think we'll we'll do it. I'm really hoping that I we have a decent quality movie. I just there's been right. so many interesting updates about it. Um, it's going to be kind of a different story. I mean, the plot elements are supposed to be there, but um, compared it to to it being an animated film, we're looking at two very different movies. So I'm I'm intrigued to see um how they do it and uh what kind of story they're going to tell. I'm curious about that. So, so, so confession time. Yeah. I never watched Mulan until probably within the last year. Did Nina get you into watching? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I not, not as fluent in Disney and I definitely, I'm sorry. I know everybody's going to like, they're going to unsubscribe right now. Once I say this, just not a musical person. And, uh, and that's so, so like, funny to save those people and bring them back. I did musicals through high school and, and yeah, I know. into college. So don't, don't leave. It's okay. Don't leave. Come You're back. A little bit country. I, I'm a little bit rock and roll. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I have, I have a few things here. I'm just going to come out with the one that's going to come up. It's right around the corner because they just moved the uh, date for this up one week, actually because of Mulan. Mulan's going to come out right at the start of September. And mm-hmm. this was going to be placed right over this movie. And now they're going to move it up. So, Bill and Ted 3, Bill and Ted <laughs> Face the Music, is now coming out August 28th. It is going to be released in theaters as well as, you know, PVOD, which is pay video on demand. It's going to be streaming. Okay, so I'm at a loss. I don't know where I'm going to be able to see this streaming. I'm assuming it's, like, going to be on Amazon and Google and all the other places you have to pay to stream. Sure. Um, but I can't find anywhere where they're actually saying you have to pay. Or, or if it's just going to be on the website and you have to pay. I, I don't know. I'm also assuming it's going to be another, like, you have to pay a bunch of bucks to, to see it. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, man, I I love Bill and Ted. I, I even love Bogus Journey, which is, yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, Bill Bill and Ted Three. I I am I've been waiting for this. I love that movie. I always call Socrates Socrates. 
and I'm the only one who gets that in the room. Um, so yeah, <laughs> Bill, Bill and Ted three, I'm for it. I I'm pretty stoked to see how this turns out. So uh, August twenty eighth. Have you seen Bill and Ted? I'm gonna be honest. So you've had some oh. you've had some uh, <laughs> some uh, open heart discussion about things you haven't seen. Okay, here's so the... I haven't seen it yet. Okay, you have Netflix, right? I don't know where yeah. this is at. I don't know if it's on Netflix or not. Anyway, you and I are gonna find a way. We're gonna have a watch party for Bill and Ted before Bill and Ted three. We're gonna power through this. Okay, let's do it. Um, just like I'm gonna power through through something else. This is my second thing I'm looking forward to. And this is a little bit further out. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at 2021 here. Okay. Anybody who's listened to this podcast knows I'm not a fan of Zack Snyder, okay? <laughs> I don't think he's as good as people give him credit for. He's, he can make a movie, and they look really pretty, but he just is a little off. Having said that, they are actually doing the Snyder Cut of Justice League, <sighs> and it is coming out in 2021. You have to be subscribed to HBO Max to watch it, uh, which I am because I'm watching Perry Mason. And... um. I got to admit, I I do want to see this just because Justice League, as we all know, I was not that much a fan of it. I I think I said before that if it was as bad as I thought it was going to be, then Joss Whedon brought it up a level. But the more I watch it, just the more I think that it just there was too much going on there. And then when you when you pile on Aquaman, which came on after it, there was just so much gaps in the story that just make no sense now with Aquaman. So like, sure. Um, and then gosh, just looking at Superman's face with that CGI upper lip is terrible. It's just utterly terrible. So I am very curious about this Snyder cut and the way they're going to do it. It makes me even more excited to see it. Do you, have you heard about what they're actually going to do with this whole Snyder cut of justice league? I have not Okay, so you know how Snyder's uh, movies, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, just like all that, they were these extremely long films, and it felt like they barely were able to cram everything into them, even though they were still very long, to the point where at the end of Batman vs. Superman, they brought Doomsday in to kill Superman. Sorry, spoilers. They brought Doomsday in to kill Superman. Doomsday, that was like the last 10 minutes of the film. Doomsday is like a two-parter film un- unto himself, like... That was just a ridiculously stupid move, and and they did that in that film. Yet this, they cram all this stuff into a very long film. What they're going to do with this is, with the original Justice League cut, Zack Snyder filmed five hours worth of material. He has a five-hour film. It's all green screen. Like, there's nothing done to it. And the scene, like some of the stuff is doubled up scenes, and maybe if they did the movie this way, it would go this way, but they don't need this scene, so they'll cut that. So what what they're going to do is they're going to finish this film. They're going to take away all the green screen. They're going to put, put the budget into it. And they're either going to release it on HBO Max as a four-hour film or as like a six-part TV series. Oh, my gosh. And I almost feel like that will actually give justice to the Justice League. And oh that it, it will it will actually give them enough time to put in the story that they need. I personally hope they release it as a TV show. I bet you HBO will be more into that because they'll be able to keep people's subscriptions by releasing them maybe like every week. You know, everybody else, like Netflix dumps stuff for people to binge, but HBO makes you wait like 
week after week for Game of Thrones and mm-hmm. then uh, in Westworld and then you have to wait like four years until the next season. So I have a feeling Justice League might come out in 2021. We don't know the exact date, but 2021 and it'll be a series that we see on HBO. Interesting. And I'm all about that. If it's going to be over like four hours, I would argue you need to make it a TV show. It needs to be a TV show. I don't know. I would probably watch it as a four hour too. I mean, having said that, like, like I said, I've been very harsh on Snyder. I think he's missed the mark on these films. I understand where he's going with it. And I don't think he's entirely wrong with his sentiment, but I, I feel like he just hasn't really hit it. I don't know if that's him or the studio coming in and, and fouling things up like they usually do. You know, the latter Batman movies in the 90s, things like that. Um, but anyway, uh, having said that, I think I just said series, and Siri just came on my phone randomly. You'll probably hear that background <laughs> of, the, of the edit here. Brandon, what else are you looking forward to? Yeah, you know what, Dyer? Um, something I'm looking forward to, it just came out. I, I haven't seen it yet. I am fairly certain that me and my wife are going to sit down and watch all of the Umbrella Academy show. Yeah. Season two came out recently. I've heard good things from it, so I'm yeah. a little excited. I did not get into Umbrella Academy, the the comic or the right. show yet, so I'm I'm kind of like I'm so you haven't seen first season show. yet. No, I haven't. Have you seen it already? I have. Um, there's there's two things that are kind of somewhat in this. They're not the same, but the boys is also has a season coming up as well. Yes, but I, I watched Umbrella Academy, the first one, totally worth it. It kind of you know when like they make they probably contract out a TV season and they say like you have to do 10 episodes, but they really only have like five, seven episodes worth of content. You yeah. can tell when they're stretching things out. And I kind of got that impression from Umbrella Academy in, in a few things. Totally worth watching season one. And then season two is going to be interesting if I see what they do with it. The Boys also is something I think to look forward to as well, since that was left on quite a cliffhanger. You know, I'm going to round out this show with just one last thing that I am uh, stoked for. It's a little bit of science. And I hate to keep harping on it. We're in the midst of kind of history being made right now and that we have in the in the United States alone, I want to think I think the count is five. I, I could be off on that number. I'm sorry if I am, but I think we have five officially funded vaccine trials going on right now. I think our record, I heard the New York Times reporting that before our record of making a vaccine was four years. We are looking to do this within a year's time. We have Three vaccines right now, two of them with with connections and tests right now in Seattle, in the Northwest. They're in their third phase of the trial. There are only three phases of, of when they do this. And the technology's gotten to be at such an advanced level that we're able to do this now at such a rapid speed. I think there's a little he- uh, nervousness out there in the public that we are doing this so fast. Mm-hmm. But the, the technology and the, able to do, the ability to do this now it's, it's just fascinating to kind of watch this. And uh, the news outlet where I'm at, we've actually followed some people that are in these trials and, and, and their antibodies that they were able to produce and all that. So there's still a lot of unknowns out there, but it is a fascinating time to watch a human progress take this on. Because at the other, other side of this too, that I don't think people realize is when, when timelines for vaccines first came out, they said it could be like five years. Because it doesn't just take all the time to, to test them out. It also takes time to produce them and get them to people. And that's mm-hmm. another year out. So right now, they are actually ramping up production facilities so that when a vaccine is actually ready, 
They're actually investing in the production facility right now so that they could produce this thing at a very, very rapid clip. As sad as some of the times are being, it's fascinating to watch human progress occur before our own eyes. And so what I'm looking forward to, 2021, that vaccine coming along. I think that's that's how I'm going to end it off. I'm, I'm very... Uh, I'm looking very forward to that. And actually, I'm going to end the podcast with a little bit of a story. You ready for this? This goes back to when I was working at another radio station. And uh, I wore a Saved by the Bell t-shirt to work one day. Okay. Now, I just happened at that day. I I was in a mustache off with a coworker. And and Brandon, I don't know if you've seen me with a mustache, but it's not good. It's uh, not a good look for me. Um, People cross the street. So... Uh, I was I just happened to be wearing the mustache and the Save by the Bell t-shirt. Mm. And that day, randomly, one of the reporters was interviewing Tiffany Amber Thiessen, Kelly Kapowski oh yes. from Save by the Bell. And she was doing a cookbook or something. It was in town and she came in and it's like everybody was like, wait a minute, what the heck? Like, who has a Save by the Bell t-shirt? And then this person comes in through, and I got to take a photo, and it was kind of like really weird. I'm like, I get to meet Kelly Kapowski, but I have this stupid, creepy mustache on my face. And anyway, it, it, it was a kind of like a little fun little moment. Now, fast forward a little bit this, this year. Um, on my birthday, during the pandemic, I had basically been, you know, growing. I haven't been shaving or anything like that, and I kind of shaved my face in phases, so gave myself some big, you know, uh, chops on the side, mm, goatee, all that yeah. kind of stuff. I got down to the day of my mustache. Again, that creepy mustache. And my birthday present from Nina that day was a painting she had made custom for me of one of like, like my favorite bar in Seattle that I would always go to after work. And she found an artist locally who painted the front of this bar and personalized it a little bit. And so now in our little bar area of the apartment that I'm not using right now because it dampens your immune system, I have a painting of my favorite bar over there. Now, I had the creepy mustache, and that day I happened to be wearing the T-shirt for that bar. Okay? (laughs) So you see where I'm going with this. Creepy mustache. I'm wearing the T-shirt. Both the times that happens, something good related to that happens. Okay, so I went and I ordered a Cure t-shirt, all right? Now, two things I'm hoping uh, will happen. One is we are going to get a cure for COVID-19 and coronavirus or or something that's going to happen. We're going to have it quick. And yes, I did grow a mustache for the first few times I wore this t-shirt. Either that's going to happen or I'm going to run into Robert Smith, and I will accept both. (laughs) I will accept both. Um, uh. but yeah, uh, that's, that's my little, my little thing of hope. Everybody out there, I'm growing really bad off putting uncomfortable mustaches for you. And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to see if we can, we can, I don't know what it is. I don't know if the, like the stars align, if there's like a, a magic in the mustache or the shirts, I don't know. Uh, but all I know is I've done the science on it and this is the way science works. We'll see what happens. I got. It's I have only, hope. I have hope. It's only a stupid ritual if it doesn't work. Oh, <laughs> uh, Brandon, I wish you didn't say that because it might just be a stupid ritual now. <laughs> <laughs> 
we've finally come to the point of the episode where I get to tell you that Northwest Nerds theme music is by the Hoot Hoots, a very great band from the Northwest. They have a whole Star Wars album. You should check them out. I sometimes also say music is by Kevin McLeod, but we don't have any music by Kevin McLeod this time. I just really like the guy, so I'm going to put his name out there. The associate producer of this episode has been Brandon Haddix, who I call Ensign Haddix, the voice that you have been listening to along with my own for this past episode. And if you have not yet, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and also subscribe to this podcast, and you'll, you'll never miss uh, hearing our beautiful voices. You'll, uh, you'll have some stuff coming up pretty soon if you do. And until next time, this has been Dire Oxley. And Ensign Haddix. With Northwest Nerd. No, uh, nerd-wise, what's coming up outside of the Mulan film that we're excited? Did you guys talk about that? Yeah. Did you talk about how Disney's going to charge? Yeah, we did. That's ridiculous. Well, if you're charging for four people, it's a little different. No, it's a, it's a streaming service you pay a monthly fee for. And then on top of that, they're going to be at, like, you got to pay $30 to watch a remake of a movie that came out in like 98. Like, it's dumb. It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the kicker for this show, Kira. You'll have to. Even, even Trolls, Trolls World Tour, they did a, they did a release. They did, like, rent it for, like, 19 bucks. Like, I would do that. I'm not paying $30 for a remake. That's stupid. <laughs>